In preparation for this episode, I wanted to share some music in relation to Mother's Day. With that thought in mind, of course, I had to reach out to this tastemaker, Trisha Bell. And uh, we actually sat down with her during this podcast to talk about her podcast, uh, Our Sexual Healing, as well as her sharing two tracks she thinks you should listen to. And from the album, you know, we just kept talking about, you know, this conversation needs to continue outside of just the album. And um, which is how our sexual healing was birthed. Now, for our album review, we get into a little rock with frontman of the Grave Denial, Stephen Rester. People look at it and they they say, oh, they have a wonderful life and I don't. They have a family and I don't. And it's just all of that and trying to be something you're not, you know, you won't. You want people to see that you are this. You're faking it till you make it. That was a fun interview, actually. And I'm hoping to have more interviews with rock groups in the future. Plus, we have, of course, music from Uzuhan, Johnny Diaz, Paul G, and more. So get ready because it's time to rediscover and refill your playlist with the best in Christian music. I'm Anthony B. Mitchell, and this is episode four of The Refill. Your Christian music journey starts now. I'm Ada, but you could call me Ada. And I am a Dominican American female living in Boston, Massachusetts. Grew up in the state of Massachusetts. Um, well, actually, grew up between New York City and the state of Massachusetts. So aumento means increase. Um, and what led me to write that song, honestly, I was just in a place where I was doubting everything that that I've been doing and you know, walking out. My dude Nico, Nico M, shout out to him. He sent me that beat and I was like, yo, who's, he's a producer. I was like, yo, whose beat is that? Is that for somebody? Like, is that beat open? Can I have it? Like, I just heard it and I was like, yo, I need to get on this beat. And it was like a joke, like, I was trying to show, tell him how I can make a trap song because he, he, they were like, oh, him and my other friends, they were like, oh, you guys, you're always like making these like 90s, like hip hop, like you're such a spitter. It's all about like hip hop to you and rapping and you need to make more melodic stuff. So when he sent me the beat, I was like, yo, I could definitely do something with this. And But I was in a low place. I was in a really low place. And I just started saying, aquí vamos en aumento. Like, it, you know we're here we're gonna like we're going on increase or we're increasing that's what it means um, and then I say no hay reversa no hay reversa porque Dios está en el centro so we're, there's no reverse there's no reverse because God is at the center you know it's just a, it's just me reminding myself that as long as I keep God at the center of everything I do there's nowhere to go but up so I want everyone that listens to Aumento to feel energized, to feel excited about what's coming for their life. I think that oftentimes our current situations, our current circumstances lead us to doubt what we know already. Like we already know we won. We already know we're blessed. We already know it's all about persevering um, in, in the midst of trials and that, you know, there's no way for us to lose. Like we've, we've already been chosen as winners. So 
you know, with this song, I just want everyone that listens to it to remember that, yo, whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you're in right now, doesn't define your tomorrow. Like you are increasing. You may not be seeing increase outside of you, but there is increase happening internally that will eventually manifest externally. And you'll see that in your, you know, surroundings and circumstances that will change. Thanks to Adam Atabe for taking the time to uh, sit down with me and talk to me about Almento here on The Refill. This is The Refill Podcast. This is The Refill Podcast. This episode's tastemaker is a wife, mother of four, and a super creative. I was super, or I say super, because she has a blog called Taste, Look, and Listen, a blog to inspire creative entrepreneurs. Uh, Art So Indulge is another one. And then her latest offering, which is a podcast she co-hosts with her husband called Our Sexual Healing. Uh, Are you guys working on any new episodes for that? We we are. We are. Coming very, very, very soon. (laughs) (laughs) Care to share why you're not able to do any episodes right now yeah we've taken the hiatus because i am baking a baby in (laughs) in the the belly so um it's been a lot on my body and it just it was just too much to keep going so yeah well congrats to you and your husband on that and uh, trisha bell welcome to the refill thank you thank you for having me yeah it's not a problem i really do appreciate you you taking the time to to do this because it's it was during a conversation that broke out on Twitter uh, about sexism in, in Christian hip hop that made me think I'd really love to connect with Trisha Bell on this topic because I'm, I'm watching everything go down and I'm just thinking to myself, OK, there there are great, you know, uh, female MCs that are out there mm. that don't get a look mm-hmm. on a regular basis. But I am pretty sh- I'm pretty sure you've heard this conversation many, many times. Yeah. And you're you're someone I want to continue to build and connect with, especially in regards to your work within Christian hip hop, even though you're not out there trying to let people know what you've you've done. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're an important part of the history of, of it in some ways. So I really appreciate you taking this time to talk with me and. Uh, talk about some great music yeah i appreciate you having me i really do (laughs) not a problem well before we get into the two songs you're going to share let's talk about this podcast Mm -hmm. because of course when people hear the title our sexual healing their ears might perk up a bit and um, i'm pretty sure you've had interesting conversations around the title alone Mm -hmm. but i'd like for you to just talk about why you and your husband started this podcast and then end off by telling our listeners where they can listen to it sure absolutely so um, we started the podcast. Well, actually, it wasn't a podcast initially. Um, we were doing uh, Periscope videos. And um, we decided to do that because we felt like um, the discussion of sex in Christianity and in the church just is very non-existent. Um, not that it's, it doesn't exist at all, but it's, it, you know, most churches aren't really talking about sex like that. Um, and so, um, we're, you know, me and my husband have a background, um, you know, dealing with, you know, pornography and, um, I was molested and raped, um, at a young age. And so, you know, we have been dealing with a lot of the issues that came along with those things in our marriage. And so, um, he did the album, uh, can I be honest? And from the album, you know, we just kept talking about, you know, this conversation needs to continue outside of just the album and um, which is how our sexual healing was birthed. Um, and so, yeah, we just was like, let's let's think of some topics to talk about and go on Periscope and let's just talk about it. And we really developed like a really 
a nice amount of people, you know, coming on there and um, supporting us and just starting the conversation, um, people being engaged. And it was like really, really dope. Um, and so from there, we was like, OK, Periscope was kind of like fizzling out. Um, and so we, we transitioned to Facebook Lives. And um, a friend of ours kept saying, you guys just need to do a podcast. Like everybody's doing a podcast. Just do it. And so we were like, you know what, let's just do it. And it's it's been pretty interesting how people um, have been like really engaged in it and listening and commenting and supporting us. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 been challenging um, because, you know, the topics aren't really they're, they're somewhat controversial, um, but <laughs> but definitely necessary you know, as Christians, like, you know, it's these, I feel like these conversations don't happen, um, within like the, the black family specifically. Um, I think, you know, I, like our parents' generation, they like to sweep a lot of things under the rug. And so, um, like, you know, for me and my husband, like we didn't learn about sex from our parents. We learned about sex from movies and, you know, <laughs> videos and music and stuff. So, and from our friends, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we're like, now nah, we want to give a biblical perspective of what God intended sex to be. And we don't right. want anybody to get it twisted or confused anymore, you know? So, um, yeah, so that's what it's been. Interesting you talk about uh, conversation with your parents or the lack of, um, and, and now you're a parent of uh, to four children. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how old the oldest is, but how do you and your husband, um, or have you and your husband already started having the some kind of conversation with them, or have the two of you at least you know talked about how you'd introduce the topic to them? Yes, um, so we have had the conversation um, my, our oldest is nine and then the second one is seven. Um, and so, um, initially we kind of, um, you know, we, we really started talking to them about body parts and good touch and bad touch at like the age of two and three, because we, my husband and I were working as house parents, um, with a bunch of, um, children who are in foster care. And so we had to make sure that they understood, you know, what that meant. Um, what good touch and bad touch meant, you know, what like, you know, that they knew exactly what their body parts were called. And, you know, so they didn't, we wanted them to know all of that just in case something ever happened, they would be able to tell us. Um, And because I was molested at a young age, you know, I understood, I understand, you know, what it means to not have any knowledge of my own body and like what, you know what I mean? At a young age. So I want, I definitely wanted to make sure my children, we both wanted to make sure our children were aware, you know, of what, um, just, just to be, be cautious and, um, you know, again, just making them aware. So, so they knew that and kind of like over the years, we would kind of, you know, bring up the conversation maybe on a yearly basis, you know, like if they're going to somebody's house or, um, introduce, being introduced to new people or new kids. Like we always kind of have that conversation, um, because you just never know, you know what I mean? And so, um, recently actually my, my, my oldest, um, my nine year old, my son, he, uh, came across some pornographic material, um, you know, just being curious and, um, stole my iPad. And so, 
you know, we found out what he was looking at and had to have that conversation. Like we had, and it's not like, you know, we hadn't been um, talking about God's view of sex, but we, we never got like, you know, explicit with him yet. Um, but at that, at that moment, you know, my husband had to really like sit down and talk to him about what everything was because mm-hmm. he had already seen it. Right. Um, and so that was like, oh, man, that was very devastating. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, because at that age, you, you want them to have some sort of time to not necessarily absolutely. know about that. Absolutely. Right? And so it was very, um, very hard, very difficult, but. Um, the Lord met us in that because I, I know for me, you know, again, just having that background and my husband as well, having a background of struggling with pornography and, you know, we had to give him like the effects of what pornography could do to a person because it's a, it can become an addiction. And what do addictions do? Well, you know, it's it can make you, you know, just really lie and steal and do all these things in order to get or meet that um, addiction or whatever. And so we I mean, it was. Oh, it was a lot. Um, and, but I, again, like the Lord really met me specifically, uh, because I think I was just so hurt, you know, because it's like, I know what that feels like. I know what, what it can, the effect that it can have on a child's mind, you know, at that young of an age. And, um, I remember just crying out to the Lord and just be like, God, like you got to fix this. Like you got to help us help him. And, you know, I know that our, our children are not, it's not like they won't, you know, be, um, hurt or they won't, it's like, it's not like we can help keep them from everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's just not realistic, but you know, of course you want that to be the case. Um, but the Lord just quickly reminded me like, like he is mine. Like he, he, I gifted him to you, but I have him like, don't, don't, you know, be anxious or worry, um, about what's going to happen. You all are well equipped, um, to teach him, um, my way. And so I just, I just was like, all right, Lord, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you, you have, um, given us this child, um, for a reason. And, you know, he's going through this because you already knew we would know how to handle it. And so we, you know, we, we're still, the conversation is still ongoing, you know, um, it doesn't stop or end once you have that, that convo once, you know, it's like you have to keep kind of just kind of checking the pulse of where your kid is, um, mm-hmm. especially after a situation like that. So, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it's interesting, you yeah, know, it's definitely <laughs> it's interesting. interesting for sure. What where, where can people, uh, listeners uh, get a chance to check out at least the episodes that you have out right now? Um, you know, you could just share that and let them know. Yeah, you can go on Anchor. So Anchor is an app. <laughs> um, if you choose to download it, very easy to find. Um, we're Our Sexual Healing. Or you can go to um, iTunes. Um, we're in the, you know, on, on there. And you can just look up Our Sexual Healing. And we're there. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> uh, appreciate you talking about that. I don't usually go that long, but I think what you were, were talking about was very important. And I, I hope... Our listeners get an opportunity to check that out. Well, um, 
let's dive in because I know we're pressed for time, but let's dive into the first song uh, you're sharing for this episode, which is by Andy Minio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got you to choose two songs, and I know a lot of the times when I get tastemakers to do this, it's literally like, oh, I gotta choose two songs. Like, man, come on. But <laughs> I tried to make it easy, um, as easy as possible. So go ahead and introduce this song, and we'll come back and talk about why. You chose it. Um, here's I Ain't Done by Andy Minio here on The Refill. album i ain't done is the track by andy minio and uh i'm guessing this is uh this is your morning song <laughs> it, it normally when i'm like hype in in a regular normal state mm-hmm. of physically uh yes it is <laughs> definitely a morning get ready with me song <laughs> for sure okay so uh have you put on headphones on the belly for this track as of yet no, I haven't. Not yet. I got to do that. Yeah, yeah you got to do that. You got to get that baby ready. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so that could be the track that, you know, the baby comes out of the womb too and boom. Listen. Yes. I ain't done. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. It's a, this is like such a turn up song. Like, it just gets me hyped. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great song. And uh, especially even with, uh, with Andy mentioning that, you know, he wrote the song because, you know, he, he wanted to, even with the lyrics, uh, you know, the lyric, oh, well, if they don't like it, I might turn up my, by myself. Suggest that mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you being a creative, do you have moments where you feel like, you know, you're creating something, but then um, you're like, oh, people won't like it. But then you mm-hmm. change your mind and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to do it anyways. All the time. All the time. I mean, there's so many things that I've done. I'm like you know what, I don't care if you don't like it. I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to do it. Like, mm-hmm. it's in me and I need to get it out, period. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, we're going to check out this next song that, you, uh, that you've picked. And, of course, I have um, a lot of questions about this one for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you want to go ahead and introduce it, and then we'll talk about it when you come back. So you're listening to 143 by my man, Stephen the Levite. Here on the refill, check it out. Yeah, people want to know how I propose. I try to front like I'm humble and let you tell it though. I get the better role of telling them what convinced me to get a bowl, fill it with soapy water, and rinse your toes. I've been exposed to your beauty before, but didn't know. I saw that you looked incredible, but I let it go. Somebody this bad had to be unacceptable in light of my past. I had planned for less impressive though. I wanted you bad, I knew that my eyes were liars. The passion that burned reminded me of prior fires. And I denied the possibility of God sticking me with somebody who's physically all that I desired But my Messiah had other plans Which means that that Proverbs 519 stuff isn't just a rant Or just demands to find pleasure in something bland But commands given by love to become a loving man And there's so many ways 
143 by Stephen the Levite featuring Chris Jackson here on The Refill. I always uh, sign off each episode by dedicating a love song to my wife. And Mm -hmm. because I feel like in Christian music or Christian music in general, um, I don't want to say that there aren't a lot of love songs, but I actually took, uh, let's see, I think it was... Uh, to my second year of marriage possibly mm-hmm. but there was a, a day where i was mad at my wife for something obviously it wasn't that serious because i don't even remember what it, it was but right um I, I ended up making a playlist with different songs mm-hmm. and i was actually um it was actually my guy Kristen gray had this song called last time mm. yeah it, it, and um, yeah it's a good song <laughs> yeah yeah it is it is and i took that and um, would continue to add more songs to help me remember, you know, or remind myself why I love my wife. So one four three is definitely a song that it's that's on that list, yeah. as well as honeymoon again featuring uh, Kristen Gray. Dope. Um, my my hope is that you know more Christian artists talk about relationships and marriage. We're we're kind of seeing that, but I feel like after Show Baraka did, we can be more. I kind of felt like there was a surge of more artists diving into that theme or that topic Mm -hmm. but i always appreciate when artists come out with songs on that topic so obviously there's a good reason why you chose this song (laughs) yeah so when he presented the song to you did was it like a surprise or did something kind of big with it or did he just pass you the track and just like here this is what i made so he it was like a surprise but he spit it to me before you know like came out and I'm looking at him like, who's he talking about? Like, it, because it was almost like so, it was such a good song. Like, when I heard the song in its entirety, it was such a good song that I forgot that it was about me. Like, I was like so into it. I was like, yo, this song is really dope. And then I was like, wait, wait, this song is about me? <laughs> I was like, wow, like, really? So I was just, I don't know. It, I've never heard anyone speak about me like that, you know? So it was really a, a dope surprise, but it was just like very like encouraging, and I was blushing a lot. <laughs> well, I, I was gonna joke and say that that's probably the reason why you're you're pregnant. So <laughs> listen, let him tell it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, but yeah, no, I, I appreciate the the song, and and when it, you get a chance, let him know. Uh, you know that I appreciate someone uh, or artist that. Um, or admire artists that talk about their their lives and their music. Definitely. So thanks uh, definitely for putting that album together. And speaking of the album, you actually eat eat, eat it or EP'd it. Um, what was that process like working with your husband? Um, was it challenging or do you just let him, you know, do his thing? Well, I'll say this. I've been, I have been managing him since 2008. And so um, I've been project managing his albums since then, so you know, um, the forerunner and um, uh, what's the name? Um, oh my gosh, my, I have I'm having pregnant brain right now. But <laughs> the last missionary, um, yeah, and then this album was it was a beast because it was a lot more to it. Um, we had a lot more features. There was just a lot of small details that we had never really considered in other in, in prior um, projects. So. Um, it, yeah, I, I definitely pushed him a lot, um, more than, than he probably would like me have to have done. Um, he definitely was frustrated with me often, 
Um, but it was, I think he would say that it was worth it. Um, Cause I, I think we all, all of us who were a part of, um, you know, bringing the project together, we all agree that it's probably one of his best um, albums besides the first, the first album. But um, I think this one was just, it was more, it was like a lot of blood, sweat and tears that went into it um, than any other project. So um, yeah, it was a lot of, um, a lot of heads, uh, headbutting and, <laughs> you know, just, but it was good. It was really good. I think we all pushed him um, to just do, like, to be the best he could be on right. that album. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's yeah. real cool. Well, Trisha, thank you for taking the time to do this. Um, where can people get a hold of you if they're looking to connect? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can, <laughs> I'm on all over Instagram. I'm T-Bells, T-E-A, Bells all one word on Instagram, on Twitter, um, and then on Facebook as well. I'm Trisha Bell. Um, or if you could put, you put facebook.com forward slash T-Bells, I'll pop up. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. And you can hit me up there, DM me, inbox me. I normally answer um, messages. So, yep. Perfect. Thanks again, Trisha. More music coming up from Johnny Diaz, Uzuhan, and more. It's The Refill. Do my all, give my all, and everything I do. All right, this is AI. A lot of people call me the anomaly, and I'm from Buffalo, New York, upstate New York. Let's go. Trying to live it in pivot, no tripping, no falls. I'm trying to pick up my cross. I'm trying to get it, I see no losses. Yeah, I give it all for my darlings. Darlings, kids on the top. Yeah, legacy, follow my God. Mainly wanted to create something to edify and uplift the mothers and capture the grind of motherhood. Um, I wanted to create something that spoke to those who have one child five children or whatever the case is just to uplift them and give them something to like feel encouraged by clean your house to this music uh if you're down and you feel like you're always on the go and there's not enough time to come to this certain peaceful moment it's just it's just something to just keep moms going and i didn't feel like there was enough of it out there and I wanted to create something not only to encourage myself, but to encourage others. I keep the vids nice, Sony six shots, edit all night. That's that bat life, that's that real life. I got a lot on my list, a lot on my plate, a lot is at stake. Trying to keep my mind on my God, my faith. Some days I want to quit, but I can't. I just want, as far as mothers in particular are concerned, that I just want to inspire them to let them know that there's going to be days where they want to give up. There's going to be ups and downs, um, whether you're about to become a mother, like motherhood, it's, it's a lot, you know, and it takes, it takes a lot of commitment. It takes a lot of focus, drive, and it takes God, in my opinion, it takes God at the foundation to keep you going and moving. So just to encourage them to keep pushing to be sure to lay the foundation of Christ. And for those who have mothers to continue to be there for them. Like I have an adoptive mother and um, I'm, I make sure that I'm around to take care of the things that she needs. She's like 86, but she's still pumping and moving. Uh, so I try to be there for her. So to encourage other people to um, 
make sure that they spend time with their mothers and, and just do do what you can while you can, you know? This is like a kicking off of a series and videos that I wanted to do called The Art of Motherhood, where I'm focusing on just regular moms and um, creating a visual to, um, to capture like the life and the art of motherhood. That be me on my life. Go AI music track is called Mamas. Of course, uh, when the time comes, happy Mother's Day to you. It's the refill, and this album review is about to switch things up a bit. Personally, the music I, I take in is absolutely opposite of rock music. But when it when something catches my ear, of course, I have to share it. I actually reached out to frontman Stephen Rester of Grave Denial, who was more than happy to sit down and talk with me about his band's latest self-titled EP. Also, uh, as we record this, uh, the Preds don't look like they're making it to round two. Is there a little hope for the series to go to game seven? What do you think? Uh, it's three to two right now, but uh, uh, man... Dallas has a strong, strong team, and we're not that solid. And I, I haven't had much, uh, much hopes in it. So, um, really and truly, Preds shouldn't even be at three and two right now. I love them. I love them, but uh, man, I, when you see it, you see it, you know. But <laughs> then they may, they may shock us. Hey, you never know. I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm a Leafs fan, and they're still in it at this point, but. You know, we're keeping our fingers crossed. I guess both of us are for both of our teams. And uh, here's hoping. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully they can change things around. Oh, a yeah. <laughs> Steven Rester, welcome to the refill. Oh, thank you. It's good to be here. I'm honored. Honored. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I know we've, we've talked for a while um, and I know we wanted to connect. And I'm glad that we actually got a chance to sit down or we have a chance to sit down right now and uh, and talk a bit about uh, you and, and the band, The Grave Denial. Please tell me a little bit how you guys got started. Uh, the Grave Denial is um, was originally Evercross. Um, they Ryan and Jacob got together about three years ago, maybe four. Uh, our drummer, uh, our, our drummer and our guitarist, and uh, they were jamming for a good two years, and um, they uh, they started reaching out for bassists, and uh, uh, they got Rick Mullins, which is no longer a part of the group now, for uh, personal reasons and uh, internal reasons, but. Um, we uh we just decided to go another direction but um after they were together probably about eight nine months um i was searching on craigslist for you know just any kind of band uh, that was christian rock affiliated and uh i uh, i saw it i saw it on craigslist just scanning through and they were in search of a vocalist so I think they had a vocalist at the time and uh, it just wasn't the direction that they were going to go. And I come out there and gave them a call, come out there, gave them uh, about two good, two or three good songs to uh, that they had already written, you know, gave them a go. And um, they uh, they told me they would 
you know, go outside and they they talked and come back in in about 20 minutes and asked me if I wanted to be a part of Evercross and uh, that's basically how that started rolling. Wow, Craigslist, huh? <laughs> yeah, Nashville Craigslist. Well, well, that makes sense actually. Now that you, you say that Nashville Craigslist, I mean it's a, it's a music city, so I guess that's very normal, if anything, right? Yeah, it's yeah, it's really uh, you you type in Nashville music or uh, you know like guitarists wanted, musicians wanted, man, you got like fifteen thousand pages. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, why the name change to uh, the Grave Denial? Um, our music began to uh, take a morph into a whole nother uh, sound than what it was with just Ryan and uh, Jacob. Uh, the music began to uh, really start taking its own um, entity. And Evercross, there's actually a German band that is not a Christian band, but they're called Evercross. Um, they're a rock band in Germany. And they have like one single out that they dropped in like 10 years ago or something. And when we released on Evercross, we released it as Evercross, they lumped us with them. So that's one thing you have to make sure when you are putting your music on digital formats is make sure there's not another band with that name. I mean, not just, I mean, it really doesn't matter because it's whoever blows up first is going to get the recognition, but to keep all the headache from somebody going, typing in your name and another band popping up, you know, just make sure. And that was the problem that we had and we needed something, um, you know, Evercross was the cross forever and then the grave denial, you know, when we started getting that sound, it, it reminded us of, um, you know, popping out of the grave. Uh, no grave is gonna hold us down. Like the, uh, there's an old song called, ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. And um, so that's where the grave denial kinda started morphing in and, and we could really use that and go with it and and make a, you know, cool logo and, and uh, mm. yeah, it just fit us. It fit our personality. That's cool, man. Um, it, it really makes me excited uh, to hear, you know, your, your, the, the starting story of, of TGD and uh, to get a, a chance to really see what you guys are up to. Um, look forward to the future. Uh, with that being said, let's dive into this first song, Breath of Death. Uh, you want to go ahead and introduce it? This is Stephen Rester with The Grave Denial. And you're listening to Breath of Death on the refill. He will come for you! Grab your throat! Open your eyes! Make you choke!
Breath of Death here on the refill by the Grave Denial. I'm here with Stephen Rester, who is the frontman of Grave Denial. And um, tell us, Stephen, why you put this song together, produced it, and then eventually released it to the world. Um, our guitarist Ryan was sitting around when we were in the writing process for this uh, EP, and uh, he wrote, we co-wrote the uh, the lyrics and he wrote the music to this song and the he was just thinking about the um you know people selling their self selling their soul for money you know you look you see all these elites on tv hollywood and there's a lot of them that has just totally you know flipped their whole outlook on things and and um for for a dollar you know it's just to, to stay relevant the things that you do to the crazy things you do on you know on social media and stuff like that to 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 keep stay relevant in the in the culture and keep making making money and and sometimes you know a lot of these um you know go against the christian faith and you know we are a christian band and uh, it's just the the money is is corruption, and what the what breath of death is is you only have you know you could die tomorrow, you could die the next second, you could you know um, you could go at any time, and is this worth you know you giving your soul up for this money? Uh, for this fame is it worth it and uh, like our chorus the rich the elite how you love to deceive but you're getting caught up in the webs the web that you weave you cannot stop to see that this is coming you better believe and um, you know it's just a shout out to just embrace Christ and Christ said what is it that a man gain the whole world and lose his soul uh, you know and so that's basically what Breath of Death is is about. Um, when you said caught in the web, it made me think it was a double meaning for today's current state of the online identity. Um, was that on purpose? Yeah, we, I mean, we, we just definitely looked at all that. I mean, the things you have to do to stay like us, man, we have to constantly... Um, we have to constantly post. We have to constantly check. We have to constantly be on Instagram. We have to constantly, and as a band, because there's so many bands out there, if you're not constantly in someone's face, you will get in the wash and no one will know who you are. And it's it, it just takes you over. And then once, once, it, once you start, you know, uh, people start clicking and they start following and you, you, that becomes you, you know, and, uh, and it can, it, it sucks you in and, mm -hmm. you know, you can give your soul to this, it's true. you know, trying to gain this world, trying to gain the popularity. Yeah. That, that's a perfect segue into our, our second song that actually caught my ear. Actually, it was the song that made me want to interview you. 
Um, I would go as far as to say that Breath of Death ties into the theme of this next song, which also has a music video tied to it. Before I play the song, uh, tell me a bit um, a bit more about this track called Fake. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually um, I thought of this song. I was uh, I started thinking about uh, how everyone is on Facebook and on Instagram and all these other uh, social media platforms and everybody is casting out what they want other people to see and they're they're it's you know you can see a whole total different life than what really is going on in someone's life um, all the pictures all the uh, you know, smiles. I mean, you may see that on it on, on social media, and these people may be dying inside, are um, you know suicidal. Um, they said that most of the um, suicides happen around the March, April, May uh, months. And they said that they'd done, a, um, they'd done a study and it was because of people going on cruises and people going on vacations and people going and doing these certain things that people look at it and they, they say, oh, they have a wonderful life and I don't. They have a family and I don't. And, and it's just all of that and trying to be something you're not you know you won't you want people to see that you are this you're faking it till you make it um you there's there's people on there that cyber bully uh constantly causing chaos they they jump on everyone's feed they disagree with everything you say you can throw an opinion on there and you got 15 people jumping on there jumping on you they may not even talk to you but they thrive off of it. And that's why it says, you know, behind the glass, you're standing tall. You got a lot of keyboard warriors out there, you know, or they want to, they want to put it out there, but they would never say it to your face. You know, they would, they, uh, they love to start drama. Uh, it's just that, that song embodies all of, what's wrong with social media, uh, turning people against people, causing division um, in the country and in the world, and all it is. And, and, and some of the stuff may not even be but clickbait, but people take it and run with it like it's truth. Yeah, and a lot of it isn't. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, it, it's just crazy how, uh, you know, it's definitely something that annoys me because a lot of the times people will actually post a meme with a person that they probably don't like um, or agree with, and this person will have quotations um, around something I guess that we're supposed to believe that they said, and a lot of the times I have to like double double check myself because I'm just like, nah, there's no way this person said this, even if I don't even like the person myself or may not agree with them. Um, but I'm just like, there's no way, uh, you know, they said this. And on top of that, what happens is because it's in quotations and it has their picture on it, 
a lot of people will just share it simply thinking that oh yeah this person said this and then start mocking them because of that when you know the truth is or the truth is possibly they didn't actually say this because there's no proof that you know this actually happened i always got to ask that question so yeah man it's it's uh it's unfortunate you know this this happens but uh, I think it's it's good that you're at least talking about it, especially in this song, and obviously bringing it up. I think it, it's uh, it's a good conversation starter, if anything. Um, well, let's actually dive into the song. Uh, you want to go ahead and introduce it? Oh yeah, this is the uh, this is fake by the Grave Denial on refill. When you step into the room, all your faces become clear from the filters that you choose to hide the truth you hold so dear. Behind the glass, you're standing tall, but you're the one you really hate. Can see the writing on the wall from the chaos you create. If you could see it through my eyes, I have known it's all been lies. That is Fake by The Grave Denial, and again, uh, it's The Refill, of course, and I'm here with Stephen Rester, and uh, Stephen, I just gotta say thank you, bro, for uh, taking the time to to do this interview. It was really, it was really fun, man. Yeah, man, I appreciate you uh, letting us come on, man, and, and um, like, big props to our producer on this album, too. Um, there was a lot of people that really came behind us. Um, my... Uh, we had Jake Jones who produced it and helped us in the writing process of fake um, our family uh, our friends our fans they they really have um, supported us and helped us to where we have made a really good EP that we're proud of and we appreciate you for doing this that you're doing and um and just keep on man uh there's people that there's other bands out there that nobody's heard <clears throat> that that nobody would ever listen to unless you know uh they come through one of your uh your podcast episodes yeah, yeah episodes you know? yeah <laughs> and so man what you're doing is awesome mm-hmm. and and i i really do appreciate you it's an honor being on here with you <laughs> I, I can say the exact same thing man having you uh on here and uh, taking the time to talk with me but actually before i let you go uh, of course i gotta ask you uh what do you hope people will walk away with after they, after they listen to the the ep um all of our all of our songs um breath of death god awaits fake uh um, take the pain we we want you to know that you someone cares about you we want you to know that god is for you and not against you we want you to know that jesus loves you and no matter what you're going through where you're at where you've been you've never been too far away for him not not to get 
Uh, you're never too far away for his love. You're never too far down for his love. You're never too short for his long arm. Uh, if you're in a pit, he will get down and he will get you out of the pit. He will get down there with you. And uh, that's what he's done for us, um, each one of us in the grave denial. Um, we just, we want you to know him by the time you're done with our songs, that you, if you don't know him, you will know him. And um, he, he's there for you. Thanks again, Stephen, uh, for doing this interview. And again, coming up, we still got more music, uh, a lot more music, uh, a few more tracks, actually, kind of around the whole Mother's Day theme. I think I'm going to stick to that, uh, especially with a, a cool throwback that you're definitely going to like. Again, still still dealing with that theme, Mother's Day. Uh, this is The Refill. This is The Refill Podcast. This is The Refill Podcast. Hey, I'm Johnny Diaz, and I live in Nashville, Tennessee. You do it all, you always have Ten years in and two young kids, you wear so many hats I see I wrote Watch You Be a Mother, um, obviously after we had kids, uh, a couple kids But, uh, you know, I, I, I love my wife, she's so talented And I see her um, just do so many things with excellence And I admire her so much But it's, it was amazing to me when we had kids it was like this whole new aspect, something I had never seen her do before, and yet it was very obvious to me, like, man, this is what she's been created to do. So I had been with her for 10 years, you know, loved every every part of her, but um, I finally got a chance to see her in the role that that I feel like she was created to do, and it just it just amazed me. And so that's where the song came mother, from. When I watch you be a mother. I hope after hearing Watch You Be a Mother, if there is a mother in your life, whether it's your mom, your spouse, something like that, uh, that you can hopefully see them through those eyes and just have a new appreciation. But even besides that, just, just knowing that, that God's got a role for each of us and if we can see each other in that role and just admire the beauty in that role, hopefully we can show some more appreciation and just kind of share the love in that way. You're a lover, you're a friend, you're a fighter, fighting for this love to win some Thanks to Johnny Diaz for taking the time to talk with me about his song, Watch You Be a Mother. And special thank you to Kelsey for setting it all up. Since the interview, him and his wife actually welcomed a new baby to their family. So congrats to the Diaz family. See, a lot of you heard that. The first few notes. And right away, you're like, that's my jam. <laughs> I'll explain why this would be considered a Mother's Day song in a bit. From her Heart in Motion album, here's Amy Grant. It's our DITC track for this month's episode.
All right, so usually around this time, this is where you would hear the voice of the artist explaining, you know, the meaning behind the song. Uh, but of course, I wasn't able to get Amy Grant, but I was actually able to get a quote from her. And uh, thanks to the help of her team. So here is the quote. Producer Keith Thomas gave me the track and said, this is the hook. It's a love song. It's called Baby Baby and asked me to work on the lyrics. I took it home and just couldn't get inspired. Then one day, I looked at my six-week-old daughter, Millie, and all of a sudden, the words just poured out of me. By the way, that six-week-old baby is getting married at the end of this month. End quote. So that was sent to me, actually, the beginning of April. And, of course, since then, her daughter has been married. So congratulations to her daughter, Millie, and to the family. And, uh, yeah, this was an amazing song. So thank you so much to Amy and her team for definitely taking the time just to even send the quote. Really appreciate it. My name is Uzuhan. I am a hip-hop artist based out of Atlanta, Georgia. I am born and raised from Maryland, D.C., uh, Virginia, that area. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! 40! Hey, yo. Okay. This another one for your mama, papa, and your loves. Okay. <clears throat> you used to carry me. Snug in your chest, I will bury deep. Safe from the world, I can barely see. Um, for Be My Own Man, it was actually written um, in tandem with another song that I came out a month prior called uh, Mama We Made It. It was, I, I wanted to make a song kind of addressing my mom and my dad. Um, kind of Mama We Made It was like, hey, look, I've moved and I've gone out of the house and I'm making something with my life. And um, it, that was kind of the original song with Mama We Made It. Then Be My Own Man was kind of like, you know, I am out of the house and I'm doing my thing. But I realized that it's so easy to neglect my loved ones um, in the middle of all of my busyness. And I just kind of wanted to um, remind myself that um, to honor parents, to honor those who came before you, to um, stay connected with your loved ones. So it, it was kind of also because I missed my parents, um, but also very excited about being a newlywed. So it was just all of those feelings and all those exciting things that was that was happening at once. And I just created this song, Be My Own Man. I think... You know, it's it's so interesting. I I think for parents, when they listen to this song, um, especially of young kids, you know, while their children are still in the house, I hope this song makes them just appreciate their their children um, even more. Um, I have a line in the song where I say, "You used to carry me snug in your chest. I would bury deep, safe from the world. I could barely see. Now I just want space. I can barely breathe." Like I. I, I know a few friends who have children who are teenagers and you know that that phase you know before 13 they were so into mommy and daddy but now they're teenagers you know and turning into teenagers and that that time with your kids and that moment to cherish them 
for, for them, it just like kind of passed on really quickly. So I, I hope that, especially for parents, um, when they listen to this, they, that they would really cherish and love the gift that is their children. To be my own, to be my own man. To be my own man, yeah. I know that you raised us right now. Uzu Han featuring Brother Sue and Sam Ock. Thanks to Uzu Han for taking the time to talk about his song, Be My Own Man. This is the Refill Podcast. This is the Refill Podcast. Anywho, Dini, I'm about to disappear, but before I do, remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Refill. The playlist link, of course, is available in the show notes. Uh, playing us out is Paul G with Now or Whenever. Thanks to all my guests. Thanks to the team. Big ups to my son, Daddy Loves You, and to my wife, Bibs. This last one's for you. Same when we did. Need you on the fire front.